All right, hello everybody. I'm Matt Johnson, uh, along with my fellow co-host and uh, podcaster Peter Hansen. Hello, everybody. Oh, welcome, welcome. We welcome you all. This is uh, not a full episode, if you can uh, tell by the title that we have going here. This is a mini episode. It's the second one we're that we're doing. It's going to be shorter than a regular episode, and we're going to fine tune it to a specific topic. And the one we've chosen this week that we mentioned in a previous podcast is. Our favorite, really, filmmaker, horror filmmaker. It was originally supposed to be director, but uh, I bent the rules a little bit, which I'll get into in in my choice later. But we're going to choose who we thought was the most influential or who whose style we liked the best and kind of back and forth it of why we did. And maybe then you can later on choose who you uh, prefer the most and uh, give us feedback on your favorite. But with that, Pete, I'm going to lend you the mic. Hand you the mic. And uh, <laughs> um, let you kind of Dr- drop the mic, <laughs> and you just tell us who you chose for your uh, influential filmmaker or director. Well, for this week, because I feel like directors we could go back to a lot. I would say. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um, I chose Ty West because of Ty West. Pick. Okay. Um, I was we talked about it before recording, and then who we wanted to talk about, and I won't say who you're gonna say just yet, but yours is a little older, and I wanted to have like a more of a modern one, and I was okay. trying to think, I was like, um, who am I gonna pick? Wes Craven, George mm-hmm. A. Romero, mm-hmm. John Carpenter, and I was household like, names. Yeah, you know, stable names can't really go wrong, but I was mm-hmm. like, they're not really making much anymore, and like. They haven't been active. Uh, rest in peace to we- Wes. Rest in peace, Wes Craven. Um, so I was trying to find, like, new blood. And the first name that kind of popped in my mind was Ty West because I feel like he tried to take over the torch, but it hmm. didn't really work out for him that way. He kind of became more, like, independent, I would say. Okay. What's some of the works that he's done? Um just some big headlines for people. Um, I would say the most popular one is probably Cabin Fever 2, but I haven't seen it all the way through. Okay. And he's a small character in your next. Um, but the movies that I have seen that I like by him are The House of the Devil, Innkeepers, and Sacrament. Oh, The Innkeepers, okay. And he's also yeah. directed a segment in ABC's A Death. He directed an episode of the Scream TV series. And that's uh, and uh, I think he also did a segment in VHS as well. I believe he did. That's that's where that rings a bell to me. I believe he has done a segment in VHS. Um, um. So then you said that he he kind of was possibly maybe going to take over the torch. How how long is his career as a director in this genre spanning? Is he more recent or what you wanted to choose? But when did he start? Uh, he started early in 2000s? 2001 was his, like, he started, he had two short films, but his first directorial debut was The Roost, which is like a thriller, I would say. But like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's got its horror aspects, and that was in 2005. Okay. And and then what about his, his style do you prefer? Um, what is it with his movies? And you can go through the progression, because you mentioned... Um, he might have taken over the torch for what like Carpenter, Romero, Craven had done, but he's since moved to more independent type horror films. So, what do I you like he, of this? 
I think they kind of championed him as like the torch, like trying to take over the torch, but it didn't work out that way because I think something failed along the way. I feel like probably Cabin Fever 2 was the culprit of that where it wasn't as well regarded as people wanted it to be. Yeah, so sure. He <clears throat> and there was a lot of studio intervention. He, uh, I remember him reading something about that that he just wasn't a fan of making that movie. He didn't get to make the movie he wanted. Okay. And so I feel like it kind of like never really took off for him. Okay. So the success wasn't really there for Cabin Fever Two, and maybe some tensions with major studios and the direction he wanted to take with horror yeah. films. But I think when like the House of the Devil, I think is probably his best film that I've seen. Okay. It's um it's very a slow burn, kind mm. of like callback to a seventies movie. Mm-hmm. And it has like a monster of a third act. And pun, in- pun intended, or is that just uh just me of explaining it? <laughs> okay, all right. <clears throat> Where Innkeepers, where I thought was, um, it was a nice fresh take, or fresher take at least, trying to be a little different with like ghosts, and it was very enjoyable and ultimately pretty creepy, I thought. And I think the most likable for like kind of today's audiences, I would say Sacrament, which I really enjoyed. It was a very creepy film, and it was kind of, um, shot like it was like a documentary kind of thing mm-hmm. where they it was like obviously a movie but like they were it was like a movie about this documentary guys okay. trying to find like this weird cult and it goes downhill very crazily all right and has well. some crazy crazy repercussions <laughs> Well, you've piqued my interest with Ty West. T.I. or T.Y.? T.I. I feel like it's got to be T.I. if it's if your name is just Ty. Yeah. Ty West. Um, no relation to Kanye, right? No. None that I know of. None that you're aware of. Okay. Um, so then, with that being said, which you've mentioned several films that you liked of his, if you had to name one for listeners to maybe check out, go to iTunes, what one would you would lend them? Um, ooh, that's, I'm going to have to go with the sacrament. Like I said, I think okay. that one is probably, it was like a nice kind of like return, return to form for him. I think it was kind of like, he kind of like misfired up for a couple years and okay. it was a return to form. Yeah. He was able to like bring out the horror again of himself and make a pretty solid film, I think. Okay. Nice. Well, check that out. And then with you going with a little bit of the new, I'll go with a little bit of the old. The person I I chose, and I'm sure is a household name for all of you listeners out there, is Val Luton. I'll pause. I'll pause for a second. Uh, Val Luton. Yeah. Um, he necessarily wasn't a director. But he was a major producer of horror films back in the 40s. So I'm going way back. 
Um, and I was drawn to him because I took a horror film class, Pete, as you were aware of. Um, and I, I learned about him and sort of his significance on the genre, who I'd never heard of before. What he did, he became the head of RKO's horror unit back in 1940. And, and from the rest is history. He, he came out with several films between 42 and 46 that sort of shaped um, horror, the genre going into the 50s and the 60s, how we know it today, and even the beginning of the film noir style. Um, if I can, basically what, what he did is he took what was sort of gothic um, horror in the 30s, so we know as like Dracula, the Frankenstein, literature classics that were monster intent and created sort of a suggestive horror. Um, and he achieved it by camera techniques and lighting. Please, I recommend going to see a Luton film. It's shadows, shadows, shadows. I mean, everything is cast in shadows. Um, and that, I mean, and there's a lot of uh, vertical lines and shadows, which plays into what a film noir film is. Um, I'll just go into some real quick of what the techniques were. Um, they did, a majority of the films were shot uh, in shadows, lit for night, um, vertical lines disorient the viewer, uh, high angle, low angle shots were used a lot, high contrast, lighting, and they used compositional tension as preferred to physical action to sort of uh, scare the viewer. So you weren't really scared of seeing a monster or anything in particular, which he didn't show, wasn't monster movies, but instead was um, what might be over your shoulder. And a lot of that can be traced to his Freudian influences. Yeah, I know probably got a lot of fans here uh, big on Freud's work. Love Freud's work. Um, but it was big <laughs> in, in the 1940s. It became big psychoanalytical thought um, for people. And he used that in his films. Uh, and, and he can even, I mean, be traced to some slasher films today, I would say. Um, just the whole idea of... Uh, the knife and the phallic imagery, um, our repressed fears, um, everything in a slasher film is something happens from the past, something's kept down, um, psychosexual tendencies. Um, those are everything in a horror movie currently is if you have sex or party, anything like that, um, something inevitably is going to happen. And those really weren't even brought into the horror genre until this time period. And Val Luton although maybe not have directed them himself, had a hand in all of them. I mean, he was the producer of the studio for those years. Um, he also was a, a brilliant screenwriter. He had his hand in those. He wrote, I don't know if you guys have heard of this one, Gone with the Wind. Are you familiar, Pete, with that film, Gone with the Wind? Yeah, it, it rings a couple bells. Rings a bell. Yeah, he helped write that one. He was one of the screenwriters credited for that before he took over the studio. So he knew how to write cinema, and he tried, I think, his influence during this time period of the Freudian undertones um, from, we still see them today. Uh, I mentioned them in a blog post. I'll go more into detail there. I won't bore you with my critical analysis. I have a blog post, more you can read on Val Luton and his sort of influence on the horror genre. But the way he used um, technique, as I talk with shadows and high contrast lighting, was then used um, in further horror, but also helped spur the 1940s um, fame of film noir. Um, so he had a heavy hand, I think, in shaping the genre as we see it today. And just to give you some, some references to his, is Cat People, I Walked with a Zombie, and Curse of the Cat People. Um, I would check out any three of those. Um, obviously, Curse of the Cat People is a 
continuation of Cat People, if you could draw the connection there. And just many of his films, um, they try to capture characters in a limbo state between cultures, life and death, past or present. Um, that's really what a lot of supernatural type horror films strive to do. Where they're caught in limbo. And I know I just talked everybody's ear off. I talked to your ear off, Pete. But that is who I t- decided to choose is Val Luton and his influence on the horror genre dating back to the 40s. And what would you say is your ultimate test of Val Luton is? What is his uh, his film, you mean? Yeah. Uh, what film did it for me? It was a toughie. I think I'm going to re- lean more towards cat people. And Pete, you even, it was a, it was a pleasant surprise. You wanted to, uh, you wanted to do cat people at least some point in our podcast. You, yeah, it's yeah. been one I've been meaning to check out for some time and I kind of like thought about it today before we recorded and I was like, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll bring it up to Matt. We should do cat people. And then hmm. I didn't think that Val Luton was a part of it until you told me. <laughs> oh yeah. He had a heavy hand in it, but I, I would lean towards that one. I think it's, it's a great one. 1942. Um, for a horror movie at the time, it's still well done. So check that one out. But if you if you want another one, I walked with the zombies on iTunes. Um, it's a zombie flick. Um, deal with voodoo as well. Um, I believe it's on Hulu as well. It's on Hulu as well. So yeah, check that one out. That's a that's another good one. Uh, of Val Luton. Well, and again, if you want to if you want to hear more. Um, I wrote a blog post on Valut in more detail and, and his influence, but that wraps up, I think, what we have to say about our, our two two influential filmmakers in the horror genre for this mini-episode. Yeah, Peter? Um. maybe what's one film you really, you're dying to see by them? I would maybe kind of like, you know. Me personally? or Yeah, you, you, pers- you personally. Oh, I'm dying to see. Yeah. Hmm. I get. I don't. Well, now that I you talked about Ty West, I haven't seen too many of his stuff. I'll probably check out Sacrament. Okay. That's, have you Have you seen House of the Devil? I haven't seen House of the Devil either. By Ty. That's uh, that one. I personally like more, but I think Sacrament is more of like a well-rounded choice for people to get into. Mm-hmm. But I think. Um, you might you might like House of the Devil more. Okay, I'll check that one out. And for me, then for for Luton, I mean, I I chose him because I enjoy him. I've seen a lot of his stuff, but I haven't seen uh, Ghost Ship, which I'm really interested to see. And I'm the nineties Go- one. No, that's a remake. That's definitely a remake. Yeah, uh, I was like, I was yeah. like, he did that. <laughs> I'm but- not sure. I didn't know there was uh, one before that. <laughs> yeah, um, going through my research back into into learning some more about Val Luton is during that time period when he was head of RKO's horror unit. Horror unit, they did Ghost Ship, and I'm really intrigued to see that film because it apparently got high praise then, and all I've heard of is the remake in like the '90s. So I'm interested in seeing that movie. Hopefully it is easy to find because I... Oh, I know. It's probably not. <laughs> not to say because I haven't heard of it, you can't get it, but I feel like it's going to be pretty tough. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm gonna pull my sources. You know, I got my ins. I got my outs. I'm going to see if I can find it from somebody. Find it somewhere online. Secondhand store, we could buy a used copy. <laughs> exactly. But then I'll, I'll reverse the question to you, Pete. 
what ones are you dying to see or that I pique your interest in any Val Luton film? Um, the ones because I cat people. I mean, I've just been wanting to see it for some time. I just heard great things about it, and then uh, they played it on TCM recently, where I have it recorded on my oh, DVR. Oh, nice! And thank, thank you, mom, <laughs> for paying for DVR. And I believe I recorded Curse of the Cat People as well, so oh. I'm able to. Maybe Perfect. I'll do a double double bill one day. Yeah, do a double feature. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, this will conclude the uh, the mini episode we have so far of our influential filmmakers. Please, we know these aren't the only two. We'll get back to it later. I'm sure this is a a very open field. I think in in the horror genre that we'll have plenty more to talk about. But let us know who who influences you. Who do you like the best? Um, underneath this mini episode when we post it we'll create a forum we'll get some back and forth going but as well please let us know uh who sold you who in this podcast team pete yeah (laughs) hashtag team matt let us know who 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 sold you the best tp tp you want to see more do you want to see val luton or do you want to see or do you want to see this ty west guy i I almost forgot his name i almost forgot his name (laughs) let us know um we'd love to hear your feedback Check, again, I'll, I'll, I'll promote the website. Check us out. We're on WordPress now. It records podcasts. We're going to be having latest episodes, mini episodes, uh, forums and discussions for people to listen to, some more sources where it shows uh, the research that we went into that we couldn't get into in depth really in the 15 minutes or 30 minutes that we talked, um, as well as what, what's coming up in the next week and our blogs. We're going to be having weekly blogs. I'm going to have up there, as I mentioned, Samoran Bal Luton and his influence. So please check us out and, and stay tuned with what's coming up next on It Records. I missed something, Pete. Kind of rambled there. I think that you, you got it all, honestly. I nailed it. Yeah. I fucking nailed it. <laughs> yeah, no more no more plugins for me. We're <laughs> We're set to go. All right, well, we hope to have another mini episode out in the next week or two, but we'll have another full length episode of the normal it records podcast coming out check out our latest one and the 1998 horror film until next time i'm Jack johnson and i'm peter hansen <laughs>